1: Welcome along to the Wise Men Say Podcast. Unfortunately for you lot, I am back. It was just a temporary thing, which you'll be uh, disappointed to hear as well. We are joined tonight by Michael Bowers, who's representing Rock Report.
2: Hey, how are you?
1: For your debut, Michael, as well.
2: Yeah, unfortunately after a 3-0 defeat, fantastic yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's not a sign of things to come It
1: comes with the territory of supporting Sunderland and oh, doing yeah. the show Graeme Anderson joins us as well Nice to have you in Graeme, been a while
3: Hi there, yes, good to be back uh, I was there last night as well for the, uh, the 3-0 defeat it wasn't the best, but... Uh, <laughs> I've uh, I've been here for quite a few games where they've uh, lost, so I'm used to it. After odd years, are we all? Uh, been busy generally. Yes, uh, I've been uh, I've been covering games for a variety of newspapers and also for a, uh, covering a variety of clubs from from Newcastle to Sunderland to Barnsley. I was at Barnsley recently. Did you the 4-0 win at Barnsley, which had Paul Heckenbottom, former mm. Sunderland trainee as manager, nice guy, mm-hmm. against um, Alan Stubbs. Of uh, Rotherham and oh, nice um, pleased them, to see. It. Yeah. To it was a 4 0 win to Barnsley. Did you forget
4: yeah. to turn Con- up? Conahurin as well. I mean, Did you forget
3: He played well as well, he was probably yeah. man of the match for them. Yeah.
1: Did you forget to turn up to Borough on Saturday? No, it wasn't invited. Just because when I signed in, I saw your ID badge on the table. Oh, really? And I thought Graham must be coming along, but <laughs> 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 you never no, showed up.
3: But, and I was thinking, Graham's got a gig in here and he's forgot about it. No, there'll be a mystery there, but no, no. There's the Graham Anderson. That was definitely you. <laughs> it yeah. <that> was definitely <laughs> you. <Not definitely>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right, question of the week's back, Gareth. It is, but it wasn't going to be in this bit, is it?
1: You said do it at the start, didn't
4: you? Yeah, but it's an exclusive bit for Rote Report, Stephen.
1: Ooh, very oh. interesting.
4: <laughs> that was the point of the whole thing. Well, you explained Well, what that's what, what I, that was your cue yeah, to start so, explaining you know, stuff. I'm sure it was. So yeah, if you, if you <laughs> what you have to do is, I think tomorrow after the show's out, um, if you head over to Rote Report, there'll be a bit of exclusive content which will be the con- question of the week. Um, and you'll be able to find out if you've entered if you've won two tickets to the Palace game after last night. I don't know how appealing that is. <laughs> Someone yeah. joked on Twitter that the second prize was four tickets to the game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so if you head over to Rota Report, uh, once you have listened to this, you'll find out if, if you've won tickets to the to the um, to the game. And obviously, some of the answers might be funny. Who knows? That's okay. actually worked quite well. Even you've cocked that up completely.
3: I didn't. I'm <laughs> explain, explain. explain I'm a bit disappointed that you weight.
4: like you know you're supposed to be the the man in charge. But it's your
1: thing though, isn't it? Yeah. Right.
4: it's your it's your, it's your <laughs> right beer that, that's Sunderland yeah, everything yeah. <laughs> I would rather talk
2: about yeah, rather talk about something else we're putting off that taking off yeah, yeah. just taking off because the viewers that. would rather listen to, to you like, just squabble like, like in uh, Sunderland
4: we're like Jilly Bodgy <laughs> and Van last night no communication Jilly Bodgy budgie's actually
1: he's yeah. a good place to start because I mean you know I thought first half he was outstanding, personally, and then the second half he the was... outstanding he, pushing it I I don't think he was. I was behind that goal where I was defending. I, th- I thought he was very, very good. He, w- he was he was mm-hmm. winning balls. Yeah. He was getting in front of his his man all the time, and he, he's comfortable on the ball. I thought he was very, very good. Second half, however... Um, well, it's a different story, isn't it? Completely different I mean, story. I mean,
2: I'd agree. That I thought first half, I wouldn't go as far to say outstanding, but I thought he was generally in the right positions, get clearing the ball, maybe after he takes ten touches with it, but he generally... Cleared it well enough, and he was solid. He was solid enough, I thought. But obviously, second half, once the first goal went in, he just looked like a complete mess. <laughs> but, but then again, who didn't? Yeah, I mean, so Graham. It,
1: it, I was saying during the week, you know, at least, it, you know, Moyes has built a, a good sort of solid-looking back four now, and I, I think I even said to somebody, I think the days of us imploding might be over. And of course, I queued, I've queued that up nicely, didn't I? Yeah, but I, yeah. I I'm
3: I'm not surprised at all. And this goes to what Moyes was saying. If you remember, about three or three weeks ago, he had originally planned to have um, Kabul here for a year, and then introduced ibuji after a year or, or uh, throughout this season. And the problem you've got is he's, he's far too raw, he's far too inexperienced in terms of being in this side, and you're going to get you're going to get halves like you had in the first half where I thought he was brilliant. Well, that was great. You're not even missing Kabul, mm. and then you're going to get halves the second half where he just. I mean, so. Sort of, uh, I thought he was terrible and very naive and I just thought if Kabul had been playing he would never have found himself that far up the field or that far out of position. So it's just it's just a symptom of the fact that you've got an, a, a back four, back five who are not used to each other, who have varying degrees of inexperience and that's half the problem moist faces.
4: I thing that would truly really bodge you, I think, Said it in the previous shows, what I think. So yeah, you
1: know, you've made your fields clear, Gareth. Yeah. he's a
4: new he's a new target. I
3: just <laughs> <laughs> not Jack Rodwell We'll get on Jack <laughs> Rodwell later on, on. But I, to, I, th- I just I think Jabuji's all right. I think he would be okay. But I, he's probably three or four months away from he's being twenty seven. Okay. Think old. Well he's twenty
4: seven year old. old. He doesn't know how to defend. Like, what where where's he been playing? But then, but then, if you look and see what Sam Allardyce
3: did at uh, Sunderland last season, where he improved several players markedly, what David Moyes is saying is, I want time to work with these players, mm-hmm. time to mold them into the a unit, and, and maybe that'll help. I mean, I think Van Alst was uh, helped by the two centre halves you had last season weren't alongside. and them as well, obviously. Yeah, so, yeah. You've, you've got to hope that sort of the manager can improve. I mean, the manager, the manager obviously bought him on the basis that he can do something with him, and but he hadn't hoped to be doing that thing until about Christmas, and now he's had to put him in straight away. Issue is
1: though, when he, when, he, when he was at Everton. Um and that's the last time I want to mention him at Everton because it's starting to annoy us a bit um, how much he references Everton in his interviews now. Um, he had the luxury of a better squad there, so he could he could you know coach the players in a more comfortable in a more comfortable manner if you like because they were well away from the relegation zone a lot of the time and you you could blood youngsters through it goes back to the same old argument Martin O'Neill brought up wasn't it we we we're never in a good enough position to put the youngsters in he's putting the youngsters in and, and, he's had, had know, to really we, 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 he
2: has and, well and you'd rather put the youngsters in because you, you want to rather than because issues force your hand yeah and of you?
1: course yeah. you know I you, you can't, can't have the opposite effect of what you want to as well Gooch for example I mm. think um, is a good player and he's got the potential to be a very good player how long do you keep playing people? Because it could kill his confidence. This, if, if, if he's playing week in mm. week
4: out, he's been quite poor against He was quite poor against Southampton. I thought it was poor again last night, really. But well, right, the, the, exactly. The, the, front, so three, you, the you, front three are like what combined age or sixty-three. I mean, you can't you can't go into the Premier League game week in week out and playing that front three and expect them to win games because they're not going to win your games. You have got Yannassai for all the t- he's talented, he's still really raw. What more? I wouldn't say he's gone backwards, but he's certainly stagnated. And he's raw. And Gooch is learning to play football. I mean, how many games did he play for Doncaster last season? Does anyone know? It must have been less than ten. I mean, so he's you know he's played for Gateshead and then he's gone to Doncaster, played less than ten games, and then he's playing in the Premier League. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it's not go- If nah, any, it's going to it's going to have a, a negative impact yeah, on is. his development, isn't it?
3: Well, you've got to, what you've got to hope for in that respect, and you're perfectly right, is, is you're waiting. Kirchhoff, I thought, was a real plus last night in the first half, particularly before he started tired. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, and he didn't get a great deal of support for a variety of reasons. Maybe the youth of the side we're talking about. Mm-hmm. But you've got to hope two or three of them start coming back from that injury risk. Catamore perhaps is going to help, and Dong will sort of start. Oh, we'll see how good he is. But uh, at the moment, it's a patched up side from almost from f- front to back, and you're seeing the results of that. And what worries me is this is now. Four, four games without a win for Sunderland. And with Spurs so, coming up. Yeah. Well, there was some statistics sort of saying that um, I think six seasons in a row, Sunderland haven't won any of the first four games, and you're instantly under pressure. You're instantly on the back foot, and then you have these young players coming in, and they're instantly under pressure in every game, particularly. So it's not a great situation well, to be in. It, and that's
4: yeah. that's the thing with the Premier League, isn't it? It's like a cliche in that, but you know, you you, you can't be having like passengers, and you can't be that we well, haven't seen young players being blooded in games previously because we we haven't had the luxury. Now we're trying it at the start of the season, for whatever reason that is, whether it's injuries or lack of bodies in the squad, or I don't know, because Kazri's there on the bench. And you're never, ever going to convince me that at the moment Lyndon Gooch and Duncan Watmore are better than Wabi Kazri. i had even go as far as to say that you're not going to convince me that Adnan eyes is better than mm. Wabi Kazri. So I can't understand why he doesn't start. Um... Disappointing for the first goal yesterday, kasri But in um, front of me, that tackle was was sort of sixty
2: forty in his favour. Uh, c- it was very, a one. He it.
4: He looked as though it won it, and then it, it like it like kind of double bounced out from I where was I was poorer. sitting. From but... where I was behind the goal, looked poor.
2: The thing is with kasri I mean, I noticed it when he was about to come onto the bench at Manchester City. I think we were one 0 down or something. And he, to me, just I don't know, is it just you, just me, but does he look overweight a little bit? No, I don't Can think be... so at all. I think there's yeah. an el-
3: I think there's an element of that, and I think that the the manager. I mean, we we never really find out. The international manager thinks there's something all, going on, isn't it? Oh, but, but but clearly, clearly the manager doesn't really fancy him in, in that. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't fancy him, or probably more likely, he doesn't think he's got the right attitude, or he doesn't think that he's put the effort in. I mean, you mentioned the weird side of things. The manager'll know more about this, but um, I just, how I, stubborn can you be? Though it, it's going to get to a point. Maybe, to it's going to get.
1: It's going to get to a point. You're, you're probably right, Graham, isn't it? And then it must be the nightmare scenario for managers where they think. I'm not going to pick this player, and I'm going to show him his boss. And then it gets to a point where you're losing every week. I think
3: I think I think if a manager comes in and try and show him the boss for the sake of showing him the boss, it, it rarely works. But I think if a manager comes in and he, he he treats everyone the same way and says basically if you're putting it in and you're doing the right thing, then then you'll you'll prosper. Uh, then it's okay as long as it's consistent for everybody uh, all the way down the line. And if you remember when Moyes first do- took over at a certain club, we don't mention much because it gets mentioned all the time <laughs> on Merne's side. But he had a massive ride, if you Remember with Thomas Brolin, who was the the, the superstar at the time. If, I'm probably going back before the, the birth of most of the listeners here. But but, but it was there was, it was his first game in charge. Thomas, he brought he substitute or something was Thomas Brolin came off the, off off Swedish superstar, and he just basically went down the tunnel stormed up, went down the tunnel, and Moyes went after him dragged him and I remember it, was, it made a lot of headlines at the time went down the tunnel dragged him back and made him sit on the bench and he was basically trying to impose his own discipline and he's one of those managers like Reedy and Allardyce where I'm the boss so if Kasri isn't playing I know I'm a big fan of Kasri um, but if, if he isn't playing uh, I think the manager will have his reasons you know you can what tell are, what
4: are the reasons for playing people like Jack Rodwell because he has to because I mean, well, I think if you yeah. bring out, <laughs> P- think, fit show me, the game, show me it? a player in the top two divisions who couldn't do what he did last night.
3: I think everyone um, is saying that about Jack Robwell. I mean, I was not, I was, I was not in the press box for the game, which was a refreshing experience. I've got to say, <laughs> um, because you're surrounded. I was in the southwest corner and you're surrounded by fans, so you kind of get, a, you know, that's a phrase. No fans in the press box, so you're not allowed to kind of comment or whatever sort of stuff like you know, but. You're surrounded by fans there, and there wasn't a one of them who were having Rodwell, there wasn't a one of them who was defending it, and in fact, most, especially that second half, most of the criticism, I know you felt too about Kazri in the tackle and the rest of it, and Dibuji for his naivety in defence, but most of it was being directed in Rodwell's direction.
2: But he's been made a scapegoat, though, I think, since he's come here. He's been, uh, you know, I mean, I can understand that, you know, we've paid £10 million for this guy, but he hasn't justified it, but... To me, doesn't, doesn't, to me, there's,
3: there's an a pl- element of that. I think, isn't there? But he's, it's,
4: 30, he's played 30 yeah. games. He's he, not
0: he,
3: won a game. He should be doing better. You've got a point. Games. You've got a point in the sense you could argue maybe Lyndon Goose didn't do as as much or it didn't affect the game. It didn't do, didn't do that much either. But he's a <clears> he's a youth player playing his first few games, and Jack Robwell is supposed to be a, a 10 million pound player who should be influencing games. For me, uh, I think any criticism he gets is justified at the moment, and that's nothing like, personal against Jack Robwell. I like him. I've met him, and I know him. he's a nice enough guy. But the thing is, is that if you're spending ten million, especially if Sunderland, a club like Sunderland spending ten million, mm-hmm. you need exactly. to have the yeah. p- person influencing games. Yeah. And in the first half an hour when Kirchhoff came on, he was influencing the game, you know, and and, and Kony, when you see Corney in he influences the game. And for me, Jack doesn't influence the game, he's not he's not the key defender, he's not the key ball player, He doesn't he's not doesn't Really possess a threat in attack, so you do. You, you can understand why some of them fans are saying, "What is what is the kind of the point of him?" Because if you want sort of someone who does that role, where simply all you do is just keep the ball ticking over. Do you want to spend 10 we minutes? We haven't for got that? a good yeah. We haven't we, got a good enough no. team
4: to do that. You need better creative players. A, if you're do loads, that. That's a thing. A thing influencing the game is, is one of the things I was looking at thinking about last night. And you know, the front three for all the energy. How oh, they aren't influencing the game; they're not doing anything. I mean, the, did anybody feel? We, did
1: anybody feel we were going to score last night at all? No, because we, I, I was no sitting no. there thinking. Even I know, you know, we we played okay until Mitch until Ford they scored. Have I think done better with a chance. chance but but had, the, like, when I, I, I was sitting I there was. watching the game, thinking that you know, we, nil, nil is the best we can hope for, yeah, because yeah. We, there's not a goal well, on the, this side.
2: I thought until I thought until they scored though. I thought we were generally quite comfortable. I mean, we, yeah, I could probably agree to a point. We weren't looking like. We were going to score, but really, before I even scored, I thought there was only two chances I can remember them creating. I thought the second you know, half
4: when they came you know. out, they absolutely roasted us from the start. I thought that they came out of the blocks in the second half and we looked at, like passengers in the game. We couldn't get out of the half, and the goal that they scored was inevitable. And I thought the first half it was just a nothing game.
1: And Moyes presented his business plan for selling Kabul, didn't he? And at the end of the day, if a player wants to leave, he, 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 mm-hmm. you know, you need to let him leave. Generally. Lack of leadership, though, because he brought great leadership qualities, didn't he? And, and, and there, there is a significant lack of leaders on the on the field at the minute.
3: With with Kabul, the, the, it was a it was a calculated gamble. He wanted to keep Kabul. He had no intention of selling Kabul. But there's a suggestion that Kabul's best days are behind him. I think in terms of uh, his health and fitness, that's questionable too. Uh, well, he could go on for several years. So I think he took the calculated gamble of saying, "Well, three point five million for him. He wants to go. He wants to leave Jabuji." I see as a possible replacement for him. I've rushed him forward, but we can get away with that, and that money can go elsewhere. And then the transfer market. So I think it was a calculated gamble, but they are under pressure. What what worries me more is I think teams have figured. What really worries me is I think clubs have figured Sunderland out, and uh, I I I, I think Ine should be needs to hopefully come back and make a difference. I don't know whether Barini's going to make a difference. I don't know whether Yannassaj and and what more are going to get a sudden burst of form. But basically, it's very clear. And I've, I've watched teams playing against Sunderland now, and they know what to do take Defoe out of the game and Sunderland are never going to score and four, if you remember last night got clattered in the very first minute mm. it was a booking for me it was a booking but referee Mick Jones made one of uh, a whole bundle f- for me of like mm. very generous decisions to the opposition he didn't really give mm. Sunderland all, anything all night but that's a tactic get into Defoe early on and clatter him if he gets a dead leg mm. or he's, he's slightly injured you almost put him out of the game and if not isn't getting in a position to score then Sunderland won't score
1: I mean you're right and It reminds you of Martin O'Neill's time here where we had that spell, didn't we, where we were in a good run and almost every goal we were scoring was at the top draw, wasn't it? Gardner was was pinging them in, wasn't he? And and, and Sessignon was scoring one of the goals. And when that that eventually is going to stop, you can't sustain that. You need to create chances and we weren't doing it, were we? And we moved the ball slowly and you just couldn't see where a goal was coming from and so early into the season, that's what it looks like.
3: Defoe's a a fantastic striker and he's still got it and he's still it sharp. And if he has, I mean, he's going to miss the mile. I actually thought that everyone was sort of saying he missed a city last night. I didn't feel that way. I I thought it was the, the way the ball had come over the top to him. It literally bounced into the yeah. turf and up. It was like it mm-hmm. was. It wasn't, it wasn't when we sort of set up for him. It was a very hard angle, so I didn't blame him too you much. Can't be, you but, can't. You uh, can't
1: be critical of him anyway. But, but the, but the, point, the point first.
3: is, you've got two centre halves and usually sort of a defensive midfielder around Defoe. He's getting so few chances, and and, and managers will say, just stop Defoe, and we'll, we'll we'll gamble on the rest. If they if they score a wonder goal, fair enough. But basically, it's a it's a gamble worth taking. Snuff Defoe out of the game, and you've almost got to win look at, you that's at, you what
4: but, they're doing, but uh, you know, on that point as well, you look at the the third goal, and Jilly Bodge just. You know, come marauding forward again, and they'll be looking. For, players will be looking for that now. They'll be going well as soon as he comes out. You know, Lukaku's Car- on his bike, and he's in. he's scored, and like that's a such an avoidable goal. I mean, not marking people, like it's. I mean, David Moyes after the game was like, "Oh, we worked on defending crosses." It's like, well, one rule number one: st- try and stop the cross. Rule number two: the ball's in the air, headed, and they didn't do either. Like, I mean I mean. This is a thing. It's like it's all very well saying that, like Jilly Bodgy needs some school and he's taking a calculated gamble to bring him in instead of Cabool, but Cabool, we've sold him for half the price we paid for Jilly Bodgy, and he's not half the player yet, and he's 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 not that far behind him in age. He's what twenty seven. Cabool's what twenty nine, thirty. Mm-hmm. So there's not that much between them in, in in that sense. And I don't know. I just think if if somebody like him is gonna come in at twenty seven years old and not be ready to play first mm. team football at the top level then why are you spending eight million yeah. quid on him so the, the rod twenty one twenty one, twenty two year old I I had, with his ability I'd be going off, fair enough. But it's like, like how are you a defender? Like have you like because there's basic things that you you'll learn through like when you're like twenty, twenty one, he doesn't seem to do those things that you should be doing. It's very strange. It, it's really it's such think, an odd
2: one. I think to me, the only thing, I mean, I don't know if it's, I might be in a minority on this, but to me, I thought, even though Kabul wanted to leave, I thought the fee we got for him was ridiculous. It was pretty i I thought he was football. The last dozen or so games of last season, I thought he was outstanding alongside Coney, and I felt that he <clears> was a <the> big reason <throat> with Coney why we stayed up. So to only get three and a half million for him when I thought he proved he was worth more than that. Was just was just oh, robbery, isn't it? Well, I think, no, yeah, that's, right I think that's
3: a much wider issue, isn't it? There's a much wider issue. There. How come Sunderland seem to buy players <laughs> at big and sell them cheap? And other other clubs, even Newcastle, who've been relegated. Usually, when a club gets relegated, there's a fire sale mm-hmm. goes on. The best will in the world. Those are the players who got you relegated. I don't know how, how much they got, but they end up getting uh,
4: <laughs> sixty million for two players. <laughs> oh, yeah, like who, who, who
3: who would basically take them down and weren't very good for them. And were, yeah. were, were really poor for them last season, especially uh, the, Fre- the Frenchman. Yeah. And Sunderland have got somewhere like Emmanuel, Emmanuel Giacirini had a fantastic European Championships too, as well. Do you know what I mean? So you might think, he's oh, a good, he, he, he's had a good career apart from his yeah. time here. Yeah. yeah. So, you, so you might be thinking, <laughs> oh well, he, he, and, we, and Sunderland paid decent money for six him, six and a half, wasn't and, it? Uh, Something yeah. like that, and then we let him go for what was it two? And it happens he probably all,
4: earn more in his in his two years yeah. at Sunderland or whatever than he's earned in his yeah. entire but it happens, career. It happens I mean. all
3: the way down the line. that Sunderland <laughs> seemed to to buy big and then sell small, And it's stuff. putting
1: pressure on the on, on the new sign and, and dong as well, I guess, because we, we're seeing here, you know, we can't pay 10 million quid for Rodwell and, uh, and not expect them to deliver straight away. Gareth's mentioned Gillibodgie, you cost £8 million, pound and, and it's probably a little bit older. People probably forget how old he is, as Gareth saying. Suddenly, you're bringing in dong in and, and Moyes is, is you know, one and you know you need to be patient and stuff like that. And the reality is, you can't spend thirty million quid, club record signing, on bringing a midfielder in and ask for patience. We yeah. just can't. That's we haven't got f- it. We haven't got time to be patient. Yeah.
3: That's a real worry for me. I mean, I, 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 I think Moyes is brilliant. I'm a big, big Moyes fan. I've wanted him for the last three or four managers. I think he would he's, be ideal for Sunderland. I still think that. Um, the, the, the question for, for me is, is, when was last Sunderland's d- last decent transfer window? You had January. Uh, January. Yeah. was had a really. Really superb transfer window. But before that, you have to go back a long way to find yeah. a, a January... Steve t- Bruce's
1: prob- yeah. first one, probably.
3: Steve, Steve Bruce, to go back to uh, a time when you think, well, actually, that was a really good tr- yeah. transfer window. Now, and, and, and
1: Sana and Sarno, yeah, and
3: Yeah, £10 million for Robwell raised our eyebrows at the time, but we thought, well, you know, maybe you know the hype's justified, and it hasn't been at all so far. My belief is I don't think it ever will be. I hope he proves me wrong. Uh, but my concern with this transfer window is that managers spend... I mean, he hasn't much had much time, but he spent quite a bit of money on players that no one was particularly talking about. Chasing no one, and even even you know, even outside the Premier League, none of these none of these players that he's brought in for quite recently, besides big money for Sunderland, were causing a stir. that people were talking about and then no one said, "Oh, it's fantastic they've gotten Dong for 13 million or whatever that sort of stuff." So, so what has happened here is the chem chairman, the chairman's put his faith in Moyes to get this right. So. You're slightly worried when Jabuji is, is as poor as he was well, you've, you've, against
4: Everton. The, the whole thing, I mean, you look, at the, you look at the situation now and there's not even, I mean, Barini's out for three months and I think, you know, you can see, see what a massive miss he is in the, in the team. I know.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down.
4: he's got his detractors but in terms of what he gives you in work rate and yeah. you know that zip around the box when you need to, you know and he's he's horrible as well he, to play against you mm. wouldn't like to play against Barini because he's always chucking himself on the floor and niggling away at you when you're trying to kick the ball out mm. at the corner and stuff like that and you know he's a bit street wise and like there's just none of that no. in, in the front three you miss him and then so you could bring Casri on but behind Casri what there's nothing else there's literally zero i mean Asoro wasn't on the bench at least he might have given you a bit of pace but again he's a he's a, he's like he's a bean yeah. he's a 17 it wasn't even in people's mm.
1: thoughts before the though, and, and now, a, and now I suddenly
4: you're saying oh what what about playing him that just and then you've got you know obviously you need to be you know, he scored did nothing at West Brom. Goal. Let's be let's yeah. be frank, yeah.
1: because it's always a sign of a 25 uh, goals in his it's career. It's sort of like it's conveniently forgetting history, isn't it? Where we're like, oh, but he did this at Everton and he did this Everton year. Like, yeah. What about what about the little bit in the middle? Of his most recent three years at West Brom. Three, million yeah, yeah. He cost mm. West
4: Brom as well. Um... Yeah, it, it's, you never know. It's we, to be
1: fair, we, we do one of those players to, to do well for us but because oh, other clubs always seem to sign these players, and you you kind of like raise your eyebrows and think, "I'm not sure about him." Seems and then he does, does really well. There. Yes. So that's what you have got to hope. When people like Best at Newcastle uh, scoring hat tricks and stuff. Are you thinking, had had "How are oh, they're getting maybe. this out <laughs> of
3: him?" I'm, I'm starting to hope that no one no one who's listening to this is depressed at home because the <laughs> no no the <laughs> there's no there's no razor blades there's no razor blades in the house, you know what I mean? It's not all doom and gloom. It's not great at the moment. but You've still got to hope. What's the positives? Last night arguably
1: the first game we didn't deserve to
3: get something out of would that be fair oh. uh I, th- I thought i thought i thought the first half some of them were re- reasonable Yeah, decent. but if, if
1: we're looking at the full games because man city i thought our defensive performance warranted mm. a point if it wasn't from a mistake. middlesbrough we didn't play well but we didn't deserve to lose i don't think southampton we
2: arguably could have won that game so we're going to come on we're going to be positive that was what that will be what you would say, right? Well, I think that you know that if you take that, I mean, I know you can't you can't remove games. I know for a fact you can, obviously, but if you take, definitely can't. If, but oh. in the being hypothetical here, if you take the last thirty minutes of last night out of it, Sunderland were in that. I mean, yeah, Everton might have been impressive at the start of the second half, but we were in it for sixty minutes. I thought we were, and then Man City lost by one goal against a team who was widely tipped to win the Premier League and has got probably arguably the best squad in the division. You've got Middlesbrough. Let's face it, half the team that played isn't our first team, and Southampton we should have won. So we've been in every game. It's not like it's been we've been battered but every single week, but yeah. we haven't got
1: anything no, out of that. The that's a thing. And you, the you're going to be the best team in yeah. the world. It's momentum, isn't it? Downward momentum well, is points. massive. Upwards or downwards, it it's matter, massive. And
4: you know, it doesn't matter. You know. one point, you're going to find yourself. in one point, after about eight games, again, game. you can't ignore the, you know, making a mistake to concede the goal against Southampton, which cost us two points, and then capitulating last night, I mean, how often how often has that happened at home in the last couple of years where in ten in ten, fifteen minutes we've gone from being in the game to being humiliated and this goes, it goes back as far as two thousand and five, probably. I mean it happened a couple of times that season, Portsmouth Newcastle in particular, where we're Winning at, at half-time in those, both of those games and ended up losing the games four one. I been, mean relegation, isn't it? Yeah, and the, mm. the, the, this is and this is something that's happened over the last few years against Aston Villa. It happened against Crystal Palace, Palace Bal- Balassi again. Norwich the, the destroyer. last season. Norwich was a yeah. You mm-hmm. know they've they've um, they've gone there. So you know what what is it? In, you know the I read a, a quote last night which seems to be this like thing that. Pundits always say, because obviously you've got in in the media you've got certain ex players and stuff who have you know they'll have fancies for certain managers and people they used to work with and they've got connections and I think you know digressing slightly you know West, West Brom and Pulis is a prime example where there's absolutely gets absolutely zero criticism and the fans generally can't stand him and the 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 line is always from pundits well you know if you ask West Brom fans that they could just be in the Premier League and then sit there and. At the beginning of the season, they take it. It's like, well, they get to a they get to a stage where that's not enough anymore, and people get fed up with just like floating around in 15, 16s position and trying to bludgeon the bludgeon the way it results because you're paying. You've got to go and enjoy your pound. you got to watch year, football, yeah. you, you won't to be entertained. And at Sunderland, I mean, the, the <laughs> quote now that's been peddled out the last few years, and I think it was Phil Neville last night was saying, "Oh, it, it, if um, if David Moyes keeps this squad up, it'll be his greatest achievement." It's like, well. Why? Why is it at the start of his, of his job, it's like he's had, he's got no accountability. People have already absolved him of any influence on the team unless it's positive. If it's negative, well, he couldn't do anything about it, so it's not his fault. But if he does something with it, well, it's a great job. I'm sorry, but he's probably getting the best part, of two, three million pound a year for the job that he's doing. And he spent money as well. And he spent a lot spent of money. And, and, and Don, I'm not, not and, criticising and boys and, at this stage, no, by no, the way, but I'm just talking for, about... Didn't bring a forward in
1: in the it's a, general,
4: it's a general... This general thing, it's like I'm sick and tired of people looking as like these people from the outside looking at Sunderland as though that people are coming in and doing us a favour. They're not doing us a favour, they're doing a job, and it's about time somebody started to deliver on the on the money that they've been backed by Alishaw, because it has given had, people money. We had money. someone
1: who was delivering... And then yeah, England on it. Let's all cry about it. On that <laughs> point as well, which is
4: incredibly frustrating, we're all saying, Oh, we'll build a team around Kone, Kazri and Kirchhoff. <clears throat> Kasri can't get on the pitch. Kirchhoff's been injured and he's just come back and Koney was wanting away two weeks ago. So and, and now it, it feels as though you know, you're not going to build a team around those three players anymore. And and that that's that's changed in four months. And you know, people walking out last night after the third goal went in. I felt like leaving because you get, you know, people have had a good full. They're sick of it, and there's, it's about time that somebody, you know, delivered something because people have been backed and given money and given the resources, and somebody needs to somebody needs to do something because you know, for not like I'm getting sick of this idea that Sunderland is just some sort of vehicle like you can go into, try your best, and then when you fail, it's not your fault. Yeah. Yeah, you've a got to Sunderland be fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it, you've got to take some responsibility and like we need to see something in the next ten games, because like you say, we haven't won a game in six seasons for four games. We haven't won a game in mm. October since two thousand since before October since two thousand and nine September twenty ninth no, yeah. apparently we beat Wigan under Martin O'Neill. <laughs> and after that it's all October. Mm. I mean it's it's not acceptable. And there's plenty of people that have bashed it. Somebody's got to find to pick, somebody's got to be, find why it's happening and keeps repeatedly happening because, you know, eventually well it, it will be em- the stadium will be empty, you know, at half time and it'll kick off because people stop going because people get sick of it. The
2: thing is, I mean, I'm just it's, <laughs> it's it's just it's quite frustrating though because it's like I mean under <laughs> Sam, under Sam Allardyce for the first time we looked as though we'd built a team. I mean, I remember I think you guys have said before that when we. The second half of last season, we built a team there. It wasn't like, oh, we have fluked our way to survival. We earned survival because we were we were playing very well. I mean, the only defeat we had in the last was it the last twelve, the last a dozen games. We got so beat off West Ham we, and Leicester. Le- 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 yeah, and Leicester, we were in for sixty minutes. West Ham should have got something out of. So I mean, no, we didn't, but we should have done. You know. But the point is that you know all that optimism just seems to. I've just gone, and if it kind of feels like we're the ones who've been relegated. There's something
1: quite panic you know? about the fact it was Everton that dismantled yesterday. After, yeah. after that was we... the game when we won three 0 to was up wasn't it? And, well, and it was everything gonna... everything looked so positive.
2: <laughs> but we <laughs> it was going to be a lot harder this time, though wasn't it? Because last time Everton were on the Chris of losing Martinez, he'd lost the players, they'd lost it completely. Yeah, and this time, you know, you knew, you knew Everton were going to. I knew Everton last night, for instance, were going to dominate the ball. You know that's fine. We're not good enough to outplay Everton, but I'd expect us to be able to. Not capitulate when going behind because that that shot should be way behind us. And not imagine you'll know, just compete. I just we're, not, sick, we're not as good as Everton. I just but get
4: sick, of, sick of teams coming to the stadium, and just helping themselves, and it's it's just happening too much. Like like you said, it's one it's yeah, compete. It's one thing, but it's not. You know they're not raffle winners like the the professional footballers. And you know I just want to see. I want to see more. Like I don't. I don't believe that that performance last night was wholly... Acceptable in in terms of the the ability of a team. We're not the best team in the league, but there's players in there who should be doing an awful lot more, and they're not. Yeah, I completely agree
2: because it, it annoys me when everyone says that oh we're one of the worst teams in the division when I don't think we are. I think we're I think we're better than a good few teams in the division, um, but we just don't show it I'm half w- the time. I'm
1: worried about a lack of of, of clear plan and identity, which is what mm. we were told Moyes would bring because it's improvised, isn't it? You, you watched the you watch Everton move the ball last night, and it was sort of they knew what they were doing. It was second nature. They knew where to run, where to play the ball. Everybody knew what they were doing. Where you getting the ball? And, it is, and again, this is a little bit relegation-y When I, I think back to the likes of of when McAteer and, and people played for us, and they just weren't quite as good as, as some of the predecessors, were they? And um, you watch the players get the ball now, and it's right. Okay, head up. What do I do now? Pass the ball. Give it to him. Okay, head up. What have I got on? It's too improvised. It's not. I'm worried. I'm worried about mm-hmm. the the lack of, the lack of organisation now. What, what we saw under Allardyce in, in the final few games of the season, where it was like a well-oiled machine, wasn't it? And, and at the minute, it just doesn't look like that at all. It wasn't bad football either, was it though? No. No. no it was, was no, no.
4: based. It was based around getting the yeah. ball in the final third and then but doing your the,
1: work. And the players knew what they were doing, yeah. though, didn't they? you? every time a player got the ball. The, they were looking up, and they were moving, and they knew what they were doing with it. And mm-hmm. at the minute, it just looks like it's give it to him. Right, what have I got on? What options have I had? Have? It, it's that would get that you th- nowhere. Th- in the See, that, last <laughs> last
3: last night, um, the, the game, um, I just thought that someone's tactics seemed to be to get the ball forward as quickly as possible. I didn't disagree with that but it was clear, it was clear the tactics were get the ball forward, get a bypass the midfield almost, just get the ball forward straight away but then there was too much passing around the box no one t- took responsibility. Defoe's chance came from a shot which was <coughs> blocked uh, and if they'd tried plenty more shots which either, could have tested the goalkeeper or been blocked and, and provided something else I wouldn't have minded but how many times did Players, I won't bother naming names. How many times the players elaborate around the box, passing and passing and passing, yeah. and then the chance went, and then they're chasing back 40, 50 yards after everyone's got forward. Uh, that didn't seem that positivity to the way that they played, and that comes from the fact that I think the players know that I don't. I don't think they are good enough. Um, I think when you when I watched Middlesbrough, someone playing Middlesbrough, what worried me was I was thinking, well, I know Middlesbrough weren't world beaters, but. I didn't. I looked at Downen, who's an experienced Premier League player in a grade or Champions League, I all around the pitch they'd bought well, Middlesbrough I thought, and they'd bought early and they'd, they, were, they were giving it a good go as a, as a new team whereas Sunderland, and this is probably the number of the matter, and it's, I'm still hopeful for a successful season <laughs> for Sunderland by the way but what I'm saying is, <laughs> at this moment in time this is the number of the matter, Sunderland don't buy early in the in the window it always seems to be a last minute in a rush and who can we get in the sales and that and linked with that is the fact that when they start the season they're not starting with an established team, they try trying to get too many players to mm. fit in. If you look at Sundays back four, for example, or in the midfield or whatever, it's it's it doesn't seem that much of a plan. I think it would have been different this season if Aladdin had stayed. And I think that complete fluke of a disruption's robbed us of the chance really that we might have had of um, made a decent start of the season.
2: Who
1: are we blaming for?
4: Joe Hart.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I suppose mean the- absolute <laughs> screw up against Iceland. In, in, the- in yeah. theory in theory.
4: You know, Moyes some would argue would probably be the the, the successor at Allardyce anyway down oh, the you, line.
1: You thought it was just going to be a continuation well, didn't you just.
4: I'd like to see a bit more in terms of body language from Moyes, I know it sounds like a bit of a you know like, You'd like, like to see him a,
2: a bit more of a go place from the touchline no, I don't I even it's, that. just like
4: you know, when we were 3-0 down last night he was sitting slumped on the bench with his legs crossed and his arms folded and he sort of has carried a little bit of a like every like the, the, I'm up against it already kind of vibe around with him like mm. in the job. Do you know what I mean? Like I don't mind the, the honesty, but you know I, I don't know. I just I think I'd like to just see a bit more a bit more spark, you know? Because if somebody's that if somebody's as downbeat as that, generally around the around the, the training ground and stuff like that, mm. does that send a message to the players that? Well, we couldn't do any more, so just trying our best. And if we get beat, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I'm not. I don't think he would ac- accept that kind of attitude. But
3: right, no, I just, I disagree with that completely. I don't see where you're coming from, Gareth. But I disagree with that completely. I think he's down beat, because I think he's it's not quite as it said on the brochure. I think we saw it with Avocar, when Avocar came back uh, last the, the other summer. The one thing I was most happy with, I thought, well, there's no way he'll have come back unless he's been promised a sackload of money because he doesn't need it. So what I was relaxed about with avocar mm. was he's going to get a stackload of money here and uh, i think that was maybe what he thought and then within a few weeks he'd gone completely out of the car because he'd expected to have that big money to spend in the transfer market he didn't get it and his body language changed completely his attitude changed completely and i wonder if there's not a little bit of that with mm. Moyes where Moyes has come in thinking "Uh, here i go i'm gonna have plenty of money and the fact is although we're talking about big money being spent and they are it is big big money for Sunderland you talk about clubs who spent hundred million quid. Man City spent hundred million quid. Man City spent like ninety on one player, uh, didn't no, they? So yeah. So, oh, so, you are. I, I'm not absolving. How I'm much not, have you spent? I'm not absolving moise of it. Summer? around so 20 or something
2: twenty
4: because Julie Bodgie and Dongwood would be yeah, it's not as 21 much as, it's not as much He's as a three and half a half back hooker
3: so I'm not resolving it all I'm saying yeah. is you're looking at a squad which is fragment, which is, which barely stayed up only through a fluke of like not, not fluke's harsh but only through sort of fantastic football towards the end of the season which you probably couldn't sustain the following season they've had players leave that team um, manager who's come in with a few weeks to go um, probably didn't get the money I think he thought he probably was going to get and is trying to box it as best he mm. could and he's struggling now and Sunderland is struggling and it's tough for the fans because it's yet another dispiriting start after another dispiriting start and I can get where Gareth's coming from saying like well we can't be here every year <laughs> saying this mm. but for the moment you can see the circumstances as to why it is and there's nothing that that, that really you can do apart from and, support and,
1: and, and, and then the we, the we don't have Newcastle to, um, to help us out. I, think oh, it's yeah. been, I
4: think. I think <laughs> like you know I know what you're saying about you know building on last season and stuff like that but you know it's almost like we're on a fresh start now and like whatever was there last season has been completely mm. smashed to pieces and now we're we're back to square one like i said it before if somebody had told me that we'd play in Middlesbrough after that Everton game last season that was centre midfield three would be Lyndon Gooch Jack Rodwell and um, Stephen Pienaar I think of how you carted off mm. so I
3: think what you can say about it is it was, it was pretty much where you'd expect something to be right now for me you've got Tottenham away next game which is a difficult game but then after that there's three or four games coming up um, which I think is the real test for Sunderland. Three or four games you we call we,
1: we always lose those ones as well. <laughs> <laughs> we we, also, what we year, call we We're always somehow <laughs> <always laughs> manage to lose. So,
2: you can just see it though, can't you? If we go somehow and win at Spurs, and then we'll end up getting smashed <laughs> off Palace and West Brom afterwards.
1: But what I'm saying, Sunderland s- all over. What I'm saying is Moyes. Mo- got Mo- pace in the right areas to I don't I don't rate them defensively. Moyes asked for a bit
3: of time now after the after the windows closed to work with his players. For me after the Tottenham games go on the break and the rest of it, and you start getting into those three or four games, that's where we should expect to see. Something. You almost feel
1: like they need more that you almost feel like they need to go to Spurs and get a shop result though just to inspire some confidence mm-hmm. d- into the players, don't you? And it's, uh, We you need results like that in the Premier League. If you're going if you're gonna be mid if you think about sides who finish mid table comfortably, they always have performances and results like that mm. in them, where some oh, didn't see that result coming. Well, for me, that happens. For me, it? that's
3: that's the real way to go back where I was saying earlier on. For Sunderland to get that result, it tends to be for D four. D four has a blinder of a game, sort of, or, or, or either yeah, scores or really helps create problems to, to score. If clubs have worked Sunderland out now and just think, well, just snuff out Defoe and someone, you know, are almost knackered. Well, one that's one, a worry.
2: Well, one big tactic though against them is So if you just go in front, when do they, they never come from behind to get anything? So I remember that I think was it last season against Chelsea it was the only time in the last 5 years we've gone behind in the Premier League and come back to win at or home, something like that yeah you know, it was the home.
4: first time since Martin O'Neill's you know, which which in, first which, in game it's, in which in itself is
2: shocking because you know I mean it's just it looked like they'd just given up after going behind yeah. and that, and the nine things they Everton have got players with pace on the break and then you, tr- But we're not good enough to go out and try
3: and stretch them. And then Pallassi showed it last night. But you have had players it's something in, in in recent season, at least who pitch in. Adam Johnson would score your goals, or Fabio Rini score you a few goals. You have players who sort of help out your main striker. You usually Stephen Fletcher, whoever's going to be. But sort of, at the moment, something they've got Defoe, as far as I can see. And, then, and then, then you're looking for a left-back to score you as your next best chance to score you a goal. So what's the good news? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Bradley Lowry probably so, international
4: break again, uh, in National Brit again in October, and then you buy tickets to come and see um, Wise Men See live in Manchester. You could do that. That would be fun, wouldn't it? That would cheer <laughs> up with uh, Gary Bennett and Nick so, Barnes. So no good news. Then. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. You can buy tickets for that, by the way, on the website. Ten pounds a ticket, twelfth of uh, November, um, and you also I have got some tickets printed, so you can buy them on uh, Branch Buses. Uh, for the Manchester branch, so the plan of that is we think we will rely on you being drunk
1: on one of those buses <laughs> yeah, and, and so then so saying, "Oh, you're gone," then I'll buy you a ticket. <laughs> so if you, if you um,
4: speak to the speak to the if you're on the Mank Manc branch bus, speak to somebody, and I'm sure you'll be able to get yourself a ticket there. Just before t- we wrap
1: it up, as well, we mention. Um, Everton's donation to help Bradley Lowry oh, last night as well, Great. which
4: which which took
1: it to the total they wanted. But it's still you still need to donate for that because the, the money they've raised just pays for the treatment, I believe. So he's still got to fly back and from America well, that, in the accommodation, cost and all that stuff. You you do that, as I'm sure you're aware, by texting 770, 700, 70, um, and Brad02 in capital letters with the... Pound sign and the amount, uh, sorry, with the, yeah, with the pound sign and the amount, you want to donate. i know they said a pound, but, you know, I think if you, if you, a little like, bit more. If, if you listen
4: out of the country as well, I think there's a Virgin Money page, which, which and you can, chase uh, the
1: wind. Yeah, And chasethewind.co.uk. Yeah, probably
4: I'll all the details will be on there. You can get, as well. if you're out of the UK, yeah. It oh. is supposed to be a pound, isn't it? But, yeah. oh, like, that's come on. That's great. But <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> I I, I, even I, if it's a
1: price of what you'll pay for a pint wherever you live, so it's like three quid, out i
4: was I was
3: tweeting last night, and I, I had a bit of confusion about whether that meant that he got all the money, and uh, he has to be uh, wrong. I, I think it's just a paying for the truth Yeah, and I think I yeah. think scfc should uh, step in and make up the shortfall. They might have done. We don't. Mm. I hope they do. Yeah. I hope they we, do because they might have done already. Because we it's don't know, it, we? so it's embarrassing. Because I mean, I was amazed by it and absolutely amazing unprecedented as far as I know. And I mean, I think I, I would imagine Bill Kenright making a personal I'll sort be of be surprised thing.
1: if the Sunderland players hadn't. I would equals, hope so. equal that sort of amount. I, I would, I would, I would
3: hope that this this money come from someone and then that, that I would have thought so. That's a
1: lot to just rely on people on the internet and on, on yeah. Twitter and stuff. That's a lot of money raised. I'll be very. I don't know this at all, but I'll be very surprised if someone hadn't, hadn't helped. And, they, and they if help the players people. hadn't have matched that mm. at least. Yeah. i would be surprised. But
3: you said it, so it was a family. I mean, it was. I think it, was, it touched everybody uh, when you were sort of seeing him in the uh, in the, coming in the corridor when you yeah. come out of the of the tunnel and uh, and I think it made a big impact. Nationally and internationally as well, the, the, the coverage, um, amazing kid, and it's amazing the momentum that 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 um, campaign has gotten. All credit everyone who who supported that and who organised it. Brilliant,
4: great positive and note. Was, yeah, there it is. Exactly. Tell you some yeah, exactly. good news. <laughs> we have,
1: that's what we have. It's a good time as any to go out, right? Plus the lock and to turn the lights off in the studio next door. And I don't want to be the one to record a
4: question of the week. I yeah, don't.
1: I don't want to be the one that um, have to uh, question of the week. to log up. Is that it then? Yeah.
4: You didn't say thanks for listening Was that that the question of the week? It was. Yeah, because I'm too busy (laughs) looking to see. I'm too busy looking to see see
1: what Tim West. Oh, but I don't like locking up. I like them to do it. Yeah, Tim's (laughs) waving goodbye. All right, okay. You locking up, Stephen? Thanks for listening.